can't be fucked with. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curvin, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Him Over There, a.k.a. Diddy St. Patrick, a.k.a. Bishop Sycamore's Leading Tackler. Shut up. Um, A.k.a. I'm Still Him. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. Bishop Sycamore secretary, a.k.a. Miss Mamas Who Need More Aliases, a.k.a. that little baby who's tired of y'all slamming her goddamn doors. Listen. I have not had this fucking car 30 days and y'all have managed to slam the fuck out of my doors. Slam it. Like with the strength of the Black Panther, slam my goddamn doors. All (laughs) right. So I'm taking Kiddo to go get his because Kiddo turned 12 last week. So shout out to him. And I'm taking him to go get his COVID shot because he woke me up this morning. He said, Mom, they are dropping like flies. (laughs) His words, not mine. Why is he so morbid? What the fuck is wrong with dude? What the fuck is wrong with him? So, and him being so morbid is funny because I'm his mom and I'm the furthest thing from, right? And I was like, kiddo, what are you talking about? He's like, another one of my classmates just posted on Snapchat that he won't be in school because somebody got COVID. And I said, he said, can I go please go get my shot? Say less. I'm not going to hold you. It's definitely on the to-do list. It was something like a weekend item of mine. Like, all right, while I got time this weekend, go get it. But he said he didn't want to wait. He was not comfortable going to school without it. So today we got his first COVID shot. (laughs) Listen, never mind. I'm going to say Kid, I are smarter than a lot of you niggas. God damn. Listen, harder than a lot of you niggas. And literally, he woke me up 5.30 this morning. Mom, they are dropping out. Dropping like flies. What the fuck is wrong with it, bro? Why? Is, why? What the fuck? When I tell you, I hollered. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. Being a mom is one of the things, and I explain it a lot, but being a mom is one of those things that's really fulfilling for me because... It's it's the it's the purest form. If you've ever like got to spend time with me and kiddo, like you'll see that I am genuinely just my entire full self. And I don't have to show up as anything but kiddo. And he's the me and kiddo have one of the most transparent relationships I think I have in my life. And of course it's age appropriate and relationship appropriate because I think some of y'all are uh, had kids for very foul reasons. Has, hashtag my son is my king. Yeah, like y'all have very strange relationships with your, your children. But Sig, Sig, Sigmund Freud would have a field day with some of you niggas and your yes, relationship with your parents. Some of y'all need to evaluate the relationship you have with your parents. Um You know who you know who else would have had a field day? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy would have a field day with some of y'all because we'll touch on that because y'all let y'all guards down a little soon. And as somebody who has had to reevaluate her guards, I'm, I, I too, I'm, it's me. I'm motherfuckers, but like I'm bitches, but like 
when I evaluate how quickly I once in the past allowed people to be in my space by themselves, yeah, a bitch should have been on missing. Like I, or just like the access that we give to people unknowingly, like, hey, y'all, take y'all full addresses off your resume. Take y'all full addresses off your resume. Like if stop, if you're by yourself, stop posting shit until you leave the location like and I'm, this is this is gender neutral because i mean rest in peace pop smoke pop smoke got killed because he he accidentally posted his address on instagram yeah. and, and, and niggas and niggas found it and found where found his house out like you know what i'm saying you know what like saying? it's like it's just we're we incidentally give away too much of ourselves like i love first day of school pics it's actually one thing like i hate the fact that my kid is starting to outgrow it but i get to live vicariously through through my babies through y'all babies too y'all be sending y'all kids back to school so fucking cute bro like so cute i know one day kiddo is going to get an album of me and like all his first day of school pics all of them every single because i take a picture first day of school is right up there with your birthday for me it's a milestone thing like it's another year of getting wiser and growing and having new experiences and understandings of the world around you like the first day of school is a big deal right so but y'all be posting y'all babies eight full name grade what school is she going to that's a lot of information for somebody to walk in there and act like they know your baby. You know what I'm saying? Like taking pictures right outside the school with the school full name in the back. Like I don't even like telling niggas what district my son is in. Like it's, and I think sometimes we, we recoil on this sort of conversation because it sounds like victim blaming and it's not. If I don't want to ever come off as like, Oh, we're trying to blame people for, you know, bad things happening. Like, I, but I think it's a it's a it's a the society you want to live in versus the society that you do live in. Exactly, and I think we just need to do ourselves a service of being a little bit more cognizant of you know what I'm saying the fact that there are sicko and weirdos out there, and to be just a little bit more guarded, a little bit more head like you got to be your own ADP, like or well, keep, ADT. Sorry, ADT. Ha <laughs> ha. Keep 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 your head on a swivel, man. You know what I'm saying. So like that's that's the main thing. That's one of the things that I'm super proud about kiddo and your and you and how you raise him is that he he's 12 but he's still aware of like the world in a way that a lot of a lot of children his age and a little bit older than him aren't you know what i mean like he's still aware of certain I'm things i'm not gonna lie it kind of scares me it kind of scares me sometimes when i think about it because people be like you hide your kid better than beyonce <laughs> Or like, and it's one of those things where it's like, this is my world, not his. He's just a part of it. And kiddo doesn't even take pictures of himself. I've never seen my son hold a phone and take a selfie. It's not his thing. At one point in time, it was. He couldn't stay out of a camera. But now he's like, eh, ma, you're doing a lot. He's he's growing up, man. Because... All, all, all men go through a phase where they don't like taking photos. Yeah, it's just not his thing. My bad, y'all. Y'all know what time it is. But it's just not his thing. So I respect that. He don't want a camera in his face. He don't have to have one. Or if I do take a picture and I'm not asking, I'm telling. Honestly, it's just a good idea to always have an up-to-date recent picture of your kid. The way this world be working. But sometimes I want him to know that there are certain moments, like first day of school with your mom. There are certain moments that you're not going to get back. 
And as I grow up, I don't, I, I used to have a big ass box full of pictures. And in just the transitioning of my life, I lost this box of pictures. I lost an entire box of pictures. I was devastated. And I had like my prom pictures in there and just moments that I know that nobody else has but me. And physical pictures, I don't want us to lose the art of having physical pictures. So I am getting ready to invest in like a printer so I can print out some of these pictures and create albums with different things just to have because that's just important. Like being able to reference something when maybe maybe something happens to my phone. And all the pictures that I have that of intimate spaces and moments between me and my folks are just gone. Now, there is some like good, th good about that, but there is mostly not so much. So of the things that matter, I would love physical evidence of. So I, I sometimes regret how modernized our world is. Like certain things need certain things need not changed. Absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes. Sometimes I do I don't do a good job of capturing memories because I be living and when I be living I don't be feeling like I need to you know what I mean but it's it's good to have those memories in a place where you can kind of look back at them look on them you know when it, when it when it when it comes down to it when you when you want to um so I think at the end of the day take the pictures take the memories just you ain't got to post everything everything ain't meant to be posted in my opinion I, you know what absolutely um you ready to chop this shit. Yeah, let's get this chopping this fable. Calvin, let's get this out the way early. Would you like to explain the sports? Yes. So, in the year of our Lord and Savior, 2021, a, a, a fake high school somehow scammed ESPN to hosting one of their games nationally on television. Okay, so... How do you scam ESPN? I so boom. So the so the school in question is called Bishop Sycamore. Actually, in the the, the address is in the Columbus area. So. Can I be honest with you? Completely honest. What's up? Bishop Sycamore sounds like some black shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. And I'm praying to God that it wasn't us. Was it us? Oh, it's for sure some niggas. It's for sure some niggas. This <laughs> <laughs> sick of more sound like somebody pastor. Listen, it's for sure some niggas. This, I'm, for, oh damn, I can't lie. I was hoping it was white folks. I was praying. Oh, it's for, it's for sure some praying. niggas. All right, so, so I so we so if I told the whole story bit by bit, it would take the whole episode. So I'm gonna try to shorten it in certain aspects of it. Right. So basically, this started in 2018 under a different name. And they were claiming they were claimed that they were getting funded by a church, by African church. So they couldn't. So it was hard to attract the money. That jig went up. So they transitioned into becoming Bishop Sycamore in 2019, 2020, 2021. Think that people who are outside of Ohio need to know is Ohio has a lot of charter and prep schools. And Ohio high school football is pretty much a religion here. Like mm -hmm. behind Texas and like Florida, Ohio's probably like the. Oh, the, a good game on a Friday night. A good high school game on a Friday will night. Will bring the whole. There are certain neighborhoods no. in, 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 in the state Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, Toledo. That, that cannot, ver cannot play each other. But like not only that, but there are certain neighborhoods where like. If the if there's a if there's a home a home high school game, we're not talking about Ohio State. You see a home high school game on a Friday night. Don't try to play nothing else 
everybody busy, everybody at the game. And we're, we're, so it's, we're talking cultural events here. So, so high school, so high school in the state, high school football in the state of Ohio is a religion. Um, there's a lot of charter and prep high schools, um, and also a lot of these bigger name schools, like your Saint Ed's in Cleveland, your Saint Ignatius's, your uh, you know your big like powerhouse high schools, oftentimes have trouble filling up their schedule because the non-powerhouse high schools don't want to play them because they'll they'll take an L and get hurt. So there's so there's some gaps here. So Bishop Bishop Sycamore, again, black ass name, uh, claims they're a charter prep school, you know, designed to give kids second chances, whatever the case may be. I'm gonna tell you this nugget so you can understand how wild this entire right. situation. The coach who just recently finally got fired had an active warrant against him, and he was on the sidelines coaching on ESPN with an active warrant for his arrest. And that nigga said, fuck it, we ball. On candid camera. You know what? The one thing a nigga always gonna have is the fucking audacity. Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so this is level of this is so so you know they they so the team that they played that really so the team that they really played that got them in trouble is IMG Academy out of Florida. So oh, I know. So I so they sound I, like they got some money. They do. So well, you so IMG Academy is it pretty, even got a name. It got initials as the fucking school name. You know it got some money. But also, it's really it's like a prep powerhouse for like you don't say it's, <laughs> the fucking it's, name like IMG. It's, it's it's one of those it's one of those high schools that's really like a sports factory. They just have to like. I guess they take classes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, eh. but like to. Oh, like O State. Exactly. <laughs> but high school. It's a high school. It's a high school version of Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, all them names. It's a high school version of that. <laughs> that so, like, so, like. So, like. We got too many friends from Columbus <laughs> because that was a little fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> See that we hit back. Anyway. Smack the shit out of me, didn't it? Because, like, watch out, watch your mouth. Bow. Um. <laughs> But so so we're talking like super stacked team. We're talking like half our team going D one, like that sort of shit. So they played them in 2020 because again, IMG has an issue because it plays a super national tough schedule. Teams don't want to play them niggas because their teams are always super stacked. It's like I'm not going to willingly sign up for an L. That's stupid. So they they have trouble finding games sometimes, and so then. They partner with this marketing company who, who helps teams like IMG Academy and some of these big name powerhouse teams find games to fit their schedule. Mm-hmm. Boom. So they play these niggas in 2020, and IMG blows out Bishop Sycamore. You know what I'm saying? But one televised, so niggas don't really give a fuck. Play these, 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 so then they run it back, and now ESPN has like a marketing team that kind of helps them put together high school games. So it's, there's like a third party, so like the third party was was responsible for like LeBron James getting on ESPN for the first time. ESPN kind of like outsourced that shit. So, as part of this package, somehow, some way, Bishop Sycamore and IMG Academy get put onto this package and it's nationally televised, like the weekend. Ooh. Yes, nationally televised. So let me. T- so let's tell. You. So first and foremost. 
Bishop Sycamore had about 35 players in total. They sound the like for lunch is fucking spaghetti and catfish. So so Bishop <laughs> Sycamore has like, had like 30 to 35 players total. Now, most football teams, especially in high school, have at least like 70. So you have a bunch of niggas who are playing both ways. And also, these niggas are older than high school students. A lot of these niggas I'm are... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, these niggas... There's some irony here that my baby daddy also played football, but I'm gonna let it go. Don't don't get yourself in trouble, and also don't get me in trouble. We I ain't trying to talk about that man on camera like that. Nope, no sorry, Bob. Anyway, back to my point. Back to my point. Back to my point. <laughs> trying to get trying to get me stabbed out here. Leave me alone. Anyway, so say something, but we can go. Please, thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> we can go. Um, so these niggas are older than normal high school students. They're like JUCO students. Some of them are JUCO. Some of them like for 20. Some of them even like 30, right? So these are like grown men who are masquerading at high, as high school students. They played a game two days before they played this game. So you may not know the sports, but you could imagine playing two football games in three days is a lot. That's hard. It's not advisable. Not advisable at all. <laughs> even the NFL will give you five, at least. Like, they'll give you, they may make you play on a Sunday and a Thursday, but not a Friday and a Sunday. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so, these niggas are, you know, 30, 35 deep. They're, 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 they're older than the high school student age. What do you think the score was? Mind you, these niggas are older, they're grown men, and they're playing a high school team. What do you think the score was? Okay, if these are niggas trying to relive out their glory days, they might be playing like out there fighting for their life. <laughs> just, just give, just so, give me, just give me a guess. I don't know, Calvin, because honestly, in my head, this shit can swing both ways. Because I see some of you niggas who actually stay in football, like you've been playing high school football since since you, you know, what I'm saying now we 30, you still been kicking it, you know, what I'm saying like you've been still sticking to that same shit. I've seen a couple of y'all. Shout out to you, actually. That's just kind of fine. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like you maintain that. Cool. We 30. My back hurts thinking about working out. So I just. Okay. Cool. So, right? so, so hey, the, if you're thinking about like a me ass, <laughs> like if you're thinking a nigga, about <laughs> a, a nigga that finishes shit at AutoZone and decided, oh, let me go play this game real quick. So let me tell you the score. Like, and so, mind you, Bishop Sycamore, grown ass man, IMG Academy, talented ass children. The score was fifty eight to zero. You know, at that point. I would. This is giving like Fairy to Launch rapper vibes. This is giving Gridiron Gang. This is giving. Honestly, it's giving. It's giving the long run. <laughs> Listen, it's you know what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure the Rock or Chris Rock or Kevin Hart was in one of these movies. Anyway, but. <laughs> So you got these grown ass men. getting spanked, getting spanked. You know what disappoints me more? They got girlfriends in the stands. Nobody is calling this shit what it is. Yeah, they, niggas out here wilding. Be so. Yes, these little niggas was out here beating up on grown men, 
And so, and so, and so, what happened? And so, and so, what happened? What they asses get. And so, what happened? So, like, ESPN, the announcers are realizing that in real time that they've been had that they that they've been finessed. So they are letting Bishop Sycamore have it. Like, it's not a fair fight. These kids are out here in danger, but then they don't know that these kids are actually like twenty something. But so, literally. After after that, people started doing research because we're like, how the fuck did this overmatched team end up on ESPN? So apparently Bishop Sycamore lied to ESPN and told them niggas they had like several recruits with D1 offers to like power schools um, and everything like that. So what'd you say, Alex? About it is... Yeah, the nasty part about, yeah, so the nasty part about it is like they, they lied to they lied to ESPN, said they had a bunch of recruits, D1, powerhouses that offered them, and they ain't have shit. These are grown-ass men. Yes. I want to know how old they were. I want to know whose fucking idea this was. So the coach that just got fired, so like I told you, the coach had a uh, had a uh, um, yes. had a had a warrant out for his arrest for fraud. This nigga has... Oh, you don't fucking say. <laughs> That's like, man, that's like, that's like a wrestling. Never mind. I'm gonna say something really fucked up. I'm trying to be better. Anyway, but yeah, I that's fucked up. And you want to know what ir- irritates me the most? Like the absolute most? Those kids went out there and prepared for a fair fight. Like the ref said, as a parent of the other team, I would be ready to beat the brakes off for every fucking body. You mean to tell me there's no grown ass men out here? There's nobody who's like not calling this shit what the fuck it is. Ain't nobody got the fucking, the common sense to know fucking better. Like, I'm dead ass. Like, I'm sorry. As a parent of the other team, I would be suing the brakes off these niggas. The brakes. Because y'all grown asses could have hurt somebody. Like, all right, jokes aside. Now I'm cussing you the fuck out. And the crazy thing is, one of the one of the Bishop Sycamore niggas tore his ACL during it. And uh, you know what? I feel no fucking type of way. I feel no... I you I feel no fucking type of way, you dumbass nigga. And you know what? Shame on all the bitches giving them niggas pussy and thought nothing was wrong. <laughs> Everybody, listen, dishonor, a <laughs> dishonor on your cow, dishonor, bro. Like this is some bullshit, complete utter and like senseless bullshit. You niggas couldn't like form the little league. No, you have to, bro. Don't they have semi-pro leagues? I know I'm not the sports bitch. Y'all know me, but I'm pretty sure there were other ways to fulfill this. <laughs> like I'm just, I don't. Woo. And so they were, they were pretty much, you know, just you know, trying to finesse and get come up on some come up. <laughs> and they've been doing this for like at least two years. And the only reason they got caught was because this one happened to because be because you're meddling kids. Like, listen, you know how ridiculous this sounds. Like. There were way too many motherfuckers asleep at this wheel. Way too many. Oh, way yeah. Listen, listen, we would get a 30 for 30 on it if ESPN ain't been tricked. I think this is still going to be a 30 for 30 because I'm pretty sure whoever the fuck said push the okay button is in deep shit. Oh, <laughs> whoever, that nigga, oh, oh, that nigga ain't got no job. Oh, my God. And I feel bad. Do you see, like, bro, look at the catastrophe, like, the catastrophe this is. Bro, the other one was going to be too hard of a word. A bitch is far too gone. But, like, that had been some bullshit. Like, well, I'm losing my job because you niggas decided to defraud us and I didn't do a good enough job digging. 
Like, how do you explain that? That's embarrassing as fuck. I'm the nigga that had the... I'm the nigga that put ESPN on the Summer Jam screen. Embarrassed. Embezzled. Like, bro, this is some bullshit. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just got off of... I don't... You know what? I'm going to let it go. Calvin. What's up? So, it's not too often that we have, like... All right, so Donda dropped, and I'm going to be honest. I did not listen to it yet. I have not listened. I don't, like, it's hard because I respect the artistry. Like, I respect Kanye as an artist. I do. But as somebody who once believed that you can't separate the art from the artist, it's hard in certain situations. I know that's very circumstantial because Sunday Service Air album is fucking flames. That shit gets spun at least once or twice a week, honestly. And that's, I mean, he is the artist behind that, the visionary behind that. But it's like, that album is also fire. So, haven't quite listened to Donda yet. I know he's been doing pop-up show-ups <laughs> across the country. Um, that, nigga, that nigga had a sold-out stadium tour for an album that wasn't released yet. No one man should have all this power. But like, I just think that it's, it's, I don't know. It gives me a wild feeling. I think I am going to listen to it, though. Peer pressure is a bitch. But. And so I listened to it part. I didn't, because I wasn't really one for a lot of the antics. I'm like, okay, you had the first listening session. But when you ain't drop it the first time, I was kind of over it. So I was, I was on the side of like, wake me when he actually drops it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, it, you know, my first initial. It's it's okay. He has a couple songs on there that's really good, and I think he has a couple songs in there he could have definitely left that the fuck alone. And I'm and I have to be under I have to understand that the Kanye West I grew up on, the Kanye West, but I felt you know what I'm saying like oh, that nigga my, gone, gone as fuck. That nigga that, that nigga was that nigga gone, that nigga died the same day as Mama did. Um, and you know you try you you, you try to do this redemption arc with Kanye. About you know name an album Donda you know you have Jay Z on it and this that, and the third and then I think one of the very interesting things that he did was the baby was so interesting to me because be, honestly it was because for me he's talking about like redemption and like does any if anyone needs Jesus like and, and if you're and if you're spiritual if you're religious you understand that like God oftentimes doesn't he doesn't call the qualify he qualifies the call. Like he right. uses he uses people who would who in most circumstances aren't necessarily the right role models aren't necessarily the like the perfect people to do these things. Like there's a whole viral video going on of Kirk Franklin talking about all these people in the Bible and all the things that they had. Like David not only was a was a hoe, he was a murderer. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, you had somebody like Peter who who didn't want to even admit he knew Jesus, like all of these different people that he was able to use for these works. So if you come with that in mind and then you try to transform what Kanye's trying to do here, it's like, and so, and so my, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to feel about that. So I saw, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time trying to talk through, but I don't know how I feel. That's a very interesting, but I'll be honest with you, Calvin. That is a very interesting take. And I'll be real. I didn't think about it from that perspective. I didn't. 
because when you say that, it does bring a lot of perspective, right? However, I have to consider what the facts. I have to consider the fact that Kanye does a lot of shockworthy shit for the sake of being shockworthy. So to assume that there's this huge metaphor behind his works, I, I'm not. A, let me yeah. finish. So you assume this entire, and I'm not gonna lie, Calvin. That's probably the best metaphor I've ever. I've I've heard a couple different metaphors for Donda, but that was probably one of the most interesting. I will give you that. However, I've always questioned Kanye's intent because some of his moves seem extremely deliberate and provocative for the sake of being provocative. And if that's the kind of artist you are. Okay, I see your point, but I don't always want to be the consumer of that, especially right. because you have to do all this digging and the deeper message and everything's a fucking it's... metaphor. And then you're and to me, let me finish. To me, it feels like you're questioning my intelligence. Like, are you going to be able to see beyond the smoke and mirrors, or, or am I just calling bullshit for what the fuck it is? I wasn't. I don't know what. I don't know what his full intentions were. For bad shit or for a lot of shit, and I'm and I'm not gonna pretend that Kanye isn't the boy who cried wolf as far as the diff the different stuff that he's done and the rollouts that he's done and the things that he's done and like all of it can't just be put, blamed on his mental health and things of that nature. So it's like I'm not gonna be the person who trying you know? to like all the person. I'm not gonna be the person who's like that's what I say. I don't know because I'm not gonna be the person who tries to you know what I'm saying like. Right. Predict all that be, shit. I don't want to be the person that feels like there isn't a redemption story because like I always say, I don't have a heaven or a, he or a hell. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. You know what I mean? So who am I to tell you? Who am I? I'm not going to judge you. But a bitch does know right from wrong. A bitch does know. And as an artist, I think that you do have a responsibility to understand impact. You're, okay, you can't control other people, but you do have a firm understanding of people's reactions to you because you are an artist and you do know what it feels like for your people to receive your work in a positive or a negative way. You are somewhat cognizant of that. And yes. if you, you know what I'm saying? So you know how provocative it how what how provocative it is having Marilyn Manson and the baby on Save You given the reputation, given the rep not given the reputation that they had, because if those were the okay, let me break this down. If those were just the niggas that Kanye chooses to kick it with, that's one thing. But you bought them out to promote an album, knowing how abusive they've been to women, specifically, specifically black women, specifically women, period. But like, and to have that come out to an album dedicated to your mother. It's is are we talking about artistry here? Or are we just being fucking provocative? Because I just I don't necessarily think I agree with that all the fucking time. Sometimes I just want you to say what the fuck you mean. And, and it just sometimes I don't know. It's, I don't always want to play. That's like with Kanye. I think it's it's. He makes it difficult to fully grasp the reasoning behind what he does. Um, because there's often, if you try, if put it like it, it, Kanye is like a, a, a test case for what your perspective is on certain things. Yeah, yeah. If you if if you know what I'm saying like we 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 get passes to our faves, and and Kanye is someone. Where if you want to give him passes, you can 
there's ample opportunity for you to give him passes. And if and if and if you're and if you don't want to give Kanye passes, there's ample opportunity for you not to give him passes. I I don't know quite where I stand with him. To be to be frank, I don't know. Um, because I didn't I mean, I think with Kanye, his saving grace has always been the music. But it's also like at a certain point I have a take about that. At a certain at a at a certain point, like you gotta ask yourself, is is that worth it? So to me, I feel like this. If Kanye music t- starts to tank, I think he would lose his fandom. I also think that a lot of us show up for Kanye because, like you said, we miss the old Kanye. And we're praying that he's still in there or that that's the man that he is. Baby, people are exactly who they show you to be until they show you otherwise. And right now, it is what it is. And I come back to this analogy a lot, like a lot, a lot. I respect people who still fuck with R. Kelly. I don't have to like it. I have to respect it because at least you know. Like, I don't respect R. Kelly fans who pretend he's innocent. I respect R. Kelly fans that know he's sick and continue to listen to his music because at least you know where they stand. They're not delusional. You know what I'm saying? I respect people who know that shit be shit, but they like shit anyway. That's your truth. I don't like when people become permissive of the dumb shit people do simply because they like them because there's no honesty in that. There's no honor in that shit. That's just letting me know that as long as it suits you, you're going to go where the wind blows. That lacks integrity to me. Stand in something. I'd be dead ass wrong. Sometimes on purpose because it doesn't Y'all know how I feel about right and wrong. Sometimes I just be doing shit just to see, just because I want to. It doesn't have to necessarily make sense. But I be dead ass wrong sometimes. But I can sit here and tell you that I be dead wrong. If I feel like it, I will pick a fight. And I'll tell you I picked a fight. Just because I want to see what she's going to do. I can be very antagonizing when I want to be. I've calmed down a lot. I used to be an asshole. But like, at least I know that about myself. And I don't typically pick on people I like. Like... But if I deliberately give you a hard time, I can't stand you. It's not my thing. I'm not a bitch. But like, <laughs> those are, that's me to knowing the truth about me. And, and y'all are my friends knowing the truth about me and accept me for who I am. You still hold me accountable though. And that's the piece that I miss with some of the shit. Because it's just like, my nigga, that lets me know a little bit more about you. Like, and I'm sorry. How do you hold a, or how do you, like, so we talk about. No, 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 no. You can't hold, like, obviously you can't sit down with Kanye and be like, I'm a fan of yours, but that's fucked up. Like, obviously. Yeah. What I'm saying is this. Just stand in the truth that you understand he has his issues, but that's your, that's your Kang. All right. I respect that. Just being honest about the who people are and accepting them. Cool. Because trust me, we're going to get into some hot takes about my fave, too. I can't wait. But, like, I don't know. That's just that's just how I feel. But, shit, music is dropping heavy. You got, quote-unquote, allegedly, Certified Lover Boy is going to drop this weekend. And I made a bet in the office that if it does, I'm going to cut my hair again. Because I don't think he's going to do it. Oh, he's absolutely going to do it. And I'll tell you why. Bro. I'll, I'll, tell you why. Ha- I'll get my hair cut right now. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. A- I think Kanye, 
Kanye and Drake were having this like Cold War style battle, and I really think they were waiting on the other person to jump out first, right? And I think Drake baited Kanye into jumping out first. Partly, you know what I'm saying, because Kanye's, Kanye's going to do numbers. I mean, even Kanye's always going to do numbers. He's he projected to sell like, you know, some some $400,000 in the first week. And that's before they count all the funny money of how they, you know, trans, transition all the people who showed up to the listening sessions to take to, to album sales. Um, and so, and, and I think, and Drake knows that he, he, Drake is very, has an ego. He wants, he wants that number one spot for himself. So he never, the plan was for him was to never drop with Kanye is to drop after Kanye to kind of steal some of the thunder of, 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 of Kanye's album. Kanye dropped, you know, to the chagrin of Kanye himself, it seems on Instagram, Kanye dropped. So and now now Drake is now Drake is dropping. He has um billboards of certain lyrics going up all around Toronto. You know, like some something besides me has got to give. I don't miss, let alone miss you. You know, so, oh you know. Oh my god. I can't wait for the first caption so I can like put tomatoes over. I'm gonna put hella tomatoes under all of y'all Drake captions. Being a hater ain't good for your skin, baby girl. Listen, I'm not hating, but I am definitely gonna let you know that boo. Or if I put a I'm gonna put a bunch of corn emojis. <laughs> like I'm just gonna let you know. So when so so when you see your Instagram comment deleted from my page, just understand. <laughs> Please understand I'm gonna hella corn. Hella corn. <laughs> anyway, so but like this is some and so the rollout is some some of the rollout is similar to what he did with Scorpion, where you know lyrics popped up and everything like that. So Drake is coming, and part of the reason I know Drake's coming is because he trying to get out the way before Kendrick come, because Kendrick has woken up from his cryogenic sleep. Oh my god! To to, to, to you know start back rapping again. Um, I'm not saying Kendrick can't rap. I'm saying he doesn't rap for me. That's that's a, so. Can, for, in my opinion. I like Kendrick, but I'm not the I'm not the Kendrick. I'm not a stan, but I, I respect him though. I, I, was, I, I, I think Kendrick's techni- I think Kendrick's technical rapping ability is on par with very few niggas to ever have rapped a rap. You know what I'm saying? We have come a long way from a hip a hip a hip We've come a long way, but sometimes Kendrick gets so focused in Kendrick a lot like Eminem to me. Where sometimes he gets so focused in like the technical aspect of rapping, but he forgets to make the song sound good. Oh no! You want to know who Kendrick? I mean, if you really listen, Doja Cat sounds a little bit like Kendrick in her flow. It's a little bit. I haven't. I haven't listened to Doja Cat's new album, so I can't tell you. It's fucking. Actually, no. I'm not even talking about this album. I, I mean, Doja Cat's flow in general. I love Doja Cat. Bro, you want to talk about rappers? Let's talk about rappers, shall we? Because for some reason, when we start talking about legends, we are forgetting about like... Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. My favorite rapper right now is Doja Cat. Dog, and it's the... And, and you can't... I don't... I feel weird calling her a rapper because she can be very pop. But she's a fucking star. And that talent, don't goddamn it miss, bro. That talent going to show up on time. And it's going to show up sharp and ready in its best Sunday dressed. Okay? You know, ever, ever since she got a black woman to do her wigs. You know, yeah, we had to come We had to come a long way. We had a lot of full circle moments. 
You know what I'm saying? Actually, you know what I'm saying? So like, but like, I'll say this. You know what I'm saying? So Drake coming. The reason why Drake coming because is is Drake. Drake knows if the time is really now. Like honestly, and you talk about doing shit for shock value. This goddamn cover. He yeah. is a fucking October Scorpio. Did you expect anything less than drama? I expected better covers. Like, that nigga got pregnant emojis at on the cover of one of the most hyped albums of a year. This shit, look, God damn it, Drake. Like, Drake makes it so hard sometimes to defend this nigga. Because, objectively speaking, Drake and LeBron are very similar in, in a lot of ways. Where, like, if you just pull up the stats, there are very few people who can match what they have done numbers-wise in their careers. Like, old generation, new generation, your faves, their faves, whatever. And, like, they're objectively multi-talented at what they do for a living and also on some other shit that they do for a living. But every now and then, they just do some corny shit that's just like that gives the the ammo to the haters. That now you got to have a whole conversation in your mentions about why this nigga's corny, and it's just ah, it's frustrating. But the one thing I'm excited for, as far as Drake is concerned, I'm excited to see if he goes in a more cohesive album than he's done the last couple times around. I think Drake Drake's problem is that he can make so many different styles of music. He can give you your bar heavy stuff. He can give you your controllers, your one dances. He can give you your hold on, go, we're going home, find your love. He can give you the anthems, whatever. But he tries to do a, li- a little bit for everybody. And so when he gives a little bit for everybody, everybody got two or three songs that they like. But the cohesiveness of the album suffers as a result. And with a title like Certified Lover Boy, I want to see if he if he if he actually is more cohesive moving forward. Um, and I'm interested in seeing that. But yeah, Drake Drake coming because Drake need to get out the way for Kendrick. Um, there's a cut, you know. The, Silk Sonic already left the door open to January 22. They saw what was coming, and that second song they hit like the first. So they was like, "We gonna go ahead and move our move 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 our way back." And a little birdie has told me that your faith okay. may be on may be on the way. Listen, baby, them coins put aside. Oh, I'm in there. Let me tell y'all, I am in there. I'm just praying that she drop after I get back from Cabo, because baby, please don't do that to me. Do not do that to me. Don't do that to me. Like, come on, bro. I will have a lot of bitches mad at me because a bitch will buy her Beyonce ticket. Please don't do that to me. Please. (laughs) But, like, so you know what? Speaking of which, my fave's birthday is coming up. And I think that's why none of the petty aliases came to me this week because we're going to say them for next week. However, um, actually, no, I'm going to circle back to that because I want to get the serious shit out the way real quick. Two things because I would absolutely be remiss if I said this. R.I.P. to Greg Leaks. He is my favorite husband. 
a real of Real Housewives of Atlanta. He's Nene Leak's husband, and he died of cancer today. So R.I.P. to Greg. And I didn't get into like the Atlanta franchise deep, deep. Like I'm not caught up at all, at all. But um, and I heard Potomac is worth getting into too. So I'm probably gonna catch up on that. It'll but, it'll be it'll be. A, listen, I'm gonna let the girls enjoy things. So please. But- It'll be a cold. It'll be a cold day in hell before I willingly watch one of those shows. But I'm gonna let the no, girl like, enjoy things. Let us. Let us. I, sometimes you need some hot garbage, and that's all that is. You know. What I'm, I'm gonna let y'all enjoy things. You know what? You watch. You watch a, your reality TV in your housewife. Just let me watch my sports. And we'll call it even. Even as fuck. Okay. But um, the one thing I did respect about Greg, and I think this is why he was my favorite, because Peter got on my nerves. Like, shut up. You a girl. You want to be Portia so bad. Anyway, but. Like, I always respected the fact that right, wrong, or indifferent, Greg realized he was always in public. And you was not going to talk to his wife. He was going to step for his wife every time. I'm pretty sure when them cameras got cut off, he was cussing her dumb ass out. You know what I'm saying? However, in front of them cameras, he would, he didn't care what the fuck Nene did. He was going to defend her. That was his wife, wife. Okay, and I know that they've been through some things, as all married couples do. Unfortunately, some of their things just so happen to be on national television. Some of that shit was entertaining as fuck on national television. But I just feel like nobody really had anything real crazy to say about Greg. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't, he wasn't no shiesty ass nigga. He was going to step for his fucking wife. His kids loved him from what I saw. You know what I mean? And Greg looked like he was a real nigga. Greg looked like he kept a 4-4 on him. Okay? But like... To, to to understand and love a woman as strong and as passionate as Nini is with a personality like Nini is, I knew that there had to be some kind of purity to him. Because you mean it to me, tell me two unhinged motherfuckers don't get along that well. So nah, Yeah, nah, and I think you, you see the impact of some people by how they impact others. Yeah. And, and, and with, with all the messiness that is Real Housewives of Atlanta, ain't no, no one really had a disparaging thing to say about him. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody you know, came out and was like, that's that nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and again, I think the main thing is it's like, you know, in, in a partnership, you know, like we don't we ain't we ain't we ain't gonna fight in public. We'll fight in private. Like, listen, right. if beloved came came on 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 Al Gore's internet and said two plus two equals starfish. On Al Gore's internet, that motherfucker is starfish, and you, you cannot, right, baby. you cannot tell me no different. Yep, Listen, show the fuck. But when she log off, I'm gonna be like, Jabria, are you smart? <laughs> I'm gonna look at her like, now, 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 show me how you got there. Um, you see, <laughs> no, baby, that's a nine, not a seven. That's where you fucked you up. You have to so, show your work. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a nine, not a seven. But you know what I'm saying? In public, like, yeah, you you post the right out for your niggas in public. You know what I'm saying? And we we, we lead we lead the disagreements to the to the private. You know what I mean? Because baby, listen. But no, um, so yeah, also we gotta take a um somebody DM me and they asked to say private and anonymous, so I'm gonna honor that. And Calvin, I didn't even tell you who it is because again, anonymous means anonymous. Yeah, no, nah, and, and I, you know what I'm saying I don't want that necessarily the responsibility because if they wanted me to know, they would have, you know what I'm saying, share that with yeah, me. Yeah, but they did ask me, they gave me the gist of the story, and there are some things I am taking out because I feel like that like to protect their privacy even more, just because I would be uncomfortable. So Sometimes that you're like, I'll never add, but I will subtract if I feel like it's too much, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just to the stories, the young lady is having an issue with her parents. She is not getting along with her parents. 
And it has spilled over into, of course, now, because when your parents get involved, she comes from a pretty tight-knit but bigger bigger family. And now the siblings are going at it. And I think a couple episodes ago, I had mentioned that, like, so I'm waiting on the same page with my family to connect the dots, guys, why this makes this relevant, right? Because she feels like she's coming from a similar background. And the thing about the, the about it is that um, one of the members of the family is a little abusive physically. And it makes it difficult for her to uh, make certain decisions because her other siblings are not aware that this family member is abusive. The other family members are not aware. So she feels uncomfortable being around. She feels uncomfortable coming into different settings because they don't know why she's so defensive all the time. And at this point, she's discussed it with her therapist. She's done the the, the hard work, but she says that she feels like just not talking to them or having no relationship with them at all will help her heal. But she doesn't want to turn her back on her family. So she's just conflicted about how to handle that. I struck a nerve with me because I've been there. I've been mad as fuck. I've been pissed. And I know what it feels like to have to know what it needs, but not be able, but know, knowing that you know what it needs doesn't always mean that you're going to get the results you, you, you want. And that is the thing about dealing with human beings, right? Um, the other part about it is, so I'm going to cut to the advice portion. Um, hey, thank you for sharing. And thank you for like allowing us to share us with our listeners. Like that's awesome. That's brave. Um, Cause Baby, the shit that I've seen on Jasmine Sullivan's IG page, I would lie to the governor, bro. I'm lying. Listen, to nah, listen, because let finish that because we gotta we gotta circle back on that. I think, yeah, but I want to make sure we get the advice portion out right. before we go back to that bullshit. So, but yeah, because woo, baby, um, women ain't shit, boy. <laughs> hey, relax. <laughs> Sorry, that, that that's supposed to be in that's supposed to be in my head. My fault, <laughs> bro. It wasn't <laughs> my fault. I fucked up. Players fuck up. I'm sorry. Uh, um, so my advice to you is this, I don't, A, I'm sorry that that is something that you've had to endure and keep for so long. I am sorry. Like, you know, keeping secrets isn't always fun and certain things, as much as you, you have to admit it Well, sometimes the adult thing is it to certain things to just be between you and God and your therapist, a trained professional who is literally the trained to handle tough situations to handle secrets to handle weight and the gravity of people's truths therapists have therapists because sometimes like everybody needs like everybody needs somebody right and you sometimes you need to be the bucket and sometimes you need to pour into one and it is okay to know what those safe spaces are but we all have to be that for each other sometimes however the heavy heavy shit belongs in one hand and one hand only because there is pain and reliving and telling a story because then people get to interpret it and ask questions because you shared. And sometimes you're not always open to be sh- to share. Sometimes you just need to get say that shit and leave it there. I'm not always open to feedback. And when I'm not open to your feedback, I will tell you. But you also have to respect the person's right to not want to communicate because if they can't communicate back, it's uh, it's not an exchange. It's called, like it's not. Here's the so, thing. Yeah. How- yeah. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. But in setting a boundary, right? Especially a boundary like that one, to you, I say, 
You have to understand that if the boundary can't be reciprocated, it's not a boundary. It's manipulation. You have to be okay with them giving you the exact same energy in return. And I think that's going to harm you in a way that you're not considering. And I don't think the inconsideration is intentional, but sometimes we can be inadvertently selfish about the boundaries that we set because people have the right to return that energy. Not everybody has to say why or ask, well, why? Nobody, nobody is entitled to fight for you. And that's a lesson, the hard lesson about boundaries that I had to learn because I'm as much as I'm entitled to boundaries, so are they. So sometimes, like I said, reliving the story is painful. But if you aren't in the space to give them reasoning behind a boundary, you just have to say it is what it is and it is what it is because that is your right. They are entitled to also create boundaries too because maybe you also made their that you you became a threat to them because you were they were a threat to you. I think that you have to understand that portion of things because it it sucks. However, and putting yourself first it is exactly that. You have to do what is best for you because it is best for you. And you don't always have to owe anybody a necessary explanation for that. But the people in your lives that you want to keep, you should. Um, I know that's hard. Because you have to trust them with the part of you that you haven't been able to before. You have to arm yourself for both the good and the bad. And that's also tough. But I think that you should be careful about how you navigate the situation and before you make any real decisions, think about what your end result, what you want your end result to be. If the end result is maintaining a relationship, tell them and trust that they'll handle you. And if they don't, set a boundary, stick to it. But if they do, guide them on how to navigate this with you. Heal together. On the flip side of that, if you cool really never speaking to niggas again, like, if you're really cool not speaking to people again, like, if you're dead, dead, do what you got to do. You owe nobody anything. Keep it stepping. It's going to hurt, but stand on it then. It works, but you have to understand that all of that shit works both ways. And approach the situation with the delicacy that you want to be handled. Ain't no need to repeat what she what, what you just said, I think. We, I'm saying, Shorty, I don't know you. I may know you, but I don't. But you know, what I'm saying, I don't. I'm praying for you because that is a very tough scenario to be in when you when you feel like the people that you should be able to trust with everything you can't trust with something that's very important. Um, I, you know me, I'm always a long term thinker. You know, what I'm saying, so I think, you know, I think sometimes we got to do an inventory of of what we we got to be honest with ourselves on and understand what we really want. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we 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 don't, or we think we know, but we don't know. But understand what you really want, and then and once you understand that, you'll you'll understand how you need to move. Um, it's hard. It's, it's difficult because boundaries are very hard to navigate, especially when you don't always. The crazy thing is a part of when you don't always know what you're feeling or what you want. Like sometimes I just need to get off my chest. I don't know what the, the what the end results are. Sometimes I just need to feel my feels, dog. And tell you how I'm feeling and tell you that this is what I feel. So maybe you know how to navigate me better than I can. I don't know. 
Sometimes this life shit and feeling feelings doesn't always make the most fuck of sense. But if I know that I don't want to lose you, but I know that I'm mad at you, those are conversations that could be had. I know I've had to have it. I've had to have it here recently. I am mad at you, but I don't want to lose you. So how do I fix it? You know what I mean? Sometimes I was told this once. My mom actually told me this. It pissed me clean the fuck off when she said it too. But she says, sometimes family gets the most grace out of us and they are the least deserving. Absolutely. Don't nobody don't nobody know how to hurt you like your family. Oh my God, because baby, they be going for the juggler. They know your soft spots and they and they pick at them. They, 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 hit, they, they hit your soft spots with, you know what I'm saying, with, with, a, with a middle finger. Baby and dig, don't they, in turn. But healing, all healing is, is an understanding. Sometimes you're, and and this is not to contradict the validity of your own feelings, because no, but sometimes I always ask, okay, you did this, but I want to believe, leading with positive intent, I want to believe that this wasn't what you were trying to do. This is just how I took it. So correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, listen, absolutely. Um, I mean, your feelings are valid. How you choose to react to said feelings may not always be. You just got to choose maturity. You know what I mean? Well, look at me. Right? I am the wrong person to say you got to choose peace, but sometimes. <laughs> I was going to leave that alone. I was going to let you yeah. have your moment. I was going to, I wasn't even going to mention it. I was going to be you. Yeah. Good job, Jabria. Good job. All right, Calvin. So, a um, couple, couple more things and we're going to get up out y'all hair here this evening. And I got to give it up for women. I got to clap it up for them. Come I'm, clap- on. I'm clapping it up, man. I'm clapping it up because. I want to talk about Beyonce, and here you are. Oh, you were? I thought you were done. My fault. I'm sorry. I, we'll get that. We'll get that away. Then we'll, we'll 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 come back to make sure you give your queen all her all her credit. But I need to make sure I say this before I forget. You know what I'm saying? Don't piss me off, Calvin. I'm clapping it up for women because women are smarter than men. Okay, Calvin. That was women are smarter than men, and that show, and that shows. I mean that shows a lot of things, right? It shows. Let me let me give y'all y'all flowers before I talk shit. Anyways, like you know, so women women are just flat out smarter than niggas, and it shows in a lot of ways, a lot of things, both good and bad. Um, Sure. Today we are going to mention how women, some women, again, because y'all get mad at me if I don't use certain terms. Some women have mastered the art of digital begging. Are you ready? Oh, sure, Calvin. So I so you, I saw saw Shorty on the timeline complaining that this nigga didn't give her a hundred dollars, right? And she she was like, you know, I have niggas who give me five hundred dollars for no problem, but I asked this nigga to give me hundred dollars. They say he can't give me until next cup till it get paid in two weeks. God, like if you just if you broke, just say that. Like going in, right? And some, and the thing about Twitter is, some days the ratio does not go the way you thought it was oh, going to go. Oh my god, she started popping off like a city girl. And 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 the goal of social media, especially Twitter, there's one main character a day. The goal is to never be it. And so she started popping off like I got, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas give me all, all money all the time. Like I ain't dealing with this broke ass nigga who can't give me no hundred dollars, whatever, whatever. And then people started, you know, looking at her media 
and her Abby. It's never a good. Listen, I never want to be in a position where someone blows up my Abby to full size and puts it as, as a response because I will fight you. Um, <laughs> there's a couple things that I don't even care what you do. I, I take it as fight. If you blow up my Abby and put it in, a, in, in as a response to something I said, if you quote my shit with first or second, we gonna fight. Or 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 if you quote my shit with like yo MCM thinks blah, we gonna fight. So there's a couple things I take as fighting words, no matter what happens. So let me tell you something. Go ahead, girl. Oh my god, my dumbass just spilled my weed. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that ain't funny, bro. My feelings are hurt. Ducky wasn't all of it. That that just pissed me off. Did did you drop the blunt or did you spill the weed? No, I just spilled the weed. Okay, because drop the blunt, I'd be a little more nervous for you. No, like the loose weed, Calvin. Damn, you don't smoke at all. But I do know if you drop the blunt, that means somebody cheating on you. That's why I was like, you know what I mean. That's all. That's why I was saying, Calvin. I had a joke, and I'm gonna just let it go. Because I want to fight you today. I really don't want to fight you. I, I really know. don't. I really don't want to fight you today. No, 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 no. I'm going to let it go. Thank I'm you. Gonna, ooh, choosing peace. Who would have thunk it? Appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. But back to, back to the point why, as you mourn your, your, your weed. Um, and so Shorty was going off. And then, like, Shorty, they, they started looking at her Abby, started examining that she has Ajax in her shower caddy. Like, it's just, it got real bad. It got real messy. That is what You know what I hate? What's up? All right. Begasaurus Rex got on my fucking nerves. Be- be- <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Beg Stallion? She pissed me off because it's like, you want us to be reimbursed for putting groceries in your house. But you spent already spent the money, so I don't know why you're bitching. And there wasn't no guarantee unless this nigga told you previously that he was gonna help you out and didn't pull down. That's one conversation. But like, actually, that's not a conversation. I just never talked to you again. But like, that's just not coming through when you said you were. That's different. Yeah, that's yeah. But like, you already spent the money and you just knew this nigga was gonna just give you a hundred dollars. So if he said no and another nigga was saying yes, why did you waste his time? You didn't know what he was going to say, and it sounded like he was a little pressed for that money back. So why didn't you just go with the guaranteed play? Why would you try this nigga? The other part about it is, he's not the one out here asking for $40, bitch. You are. Like, and so how do you put him on the Summer Jam screen because how, he ain't how got the same he, money you don't? How is, that's, and that's the thing, and that's what, that's what I, that's what I, you know what I'm saying? It's a manipulative, and it's very effective. Like, short, like, when, some women will ask a nigga for whatever amount of money, he says no for whatever reason, they call that nigga broke. Like, they weren't the one who was asking for the money. You feel what I'm saying? I hate it that this is like week three that I've had to get on this fucking podcast and agree. And and honestly, it's, it's, it's so evil, it's brilliant. Because they, they they set the parameters of like, and I'm know, not gonna so- lie, when the tables get turned on little shit like this, I be actually rooting for the niggas because, bro, that's some real bullshit. And to be honest with you, how like you got to be real careful about that begging ass shit. Like you need to be very careful, like because niggas like to niggas flip scripts too. Like I just listen, 
I've always believed that whatever money handling business happens between you and a nigga is between you and a nigga, bro. Like, that's between y'all. If you got a nigga who's going to finance your shit, more power to you, baby. Yeah. More power to you. And I just pray that you're not in a relationship with a nigga who can't do shit for you. That's all I'm saying. But there's a tax bracket for that shit. Only thing, bro, we want to know what's not broke? A nigga who is living within his means. That's not broke to me. You're handling your handle and handle that shit exactly as you would before my black ass got here. If, if a nigga quote unquote broke or, if it, you know, this ain't gender neutral. If someone's broke, but they got all their bills paid. You know, they just ain't got this. You know what I'm saying? They, they just ain't necessarily got the extra to be able to like give you whatever you're asking for. But all they shit paid, they cell phone pay, rent pay, car pay, whatever else, student loan, all that pay for. Then it's, it's hard to really blow down on a nigga. Cause he, cause he can't necessarily give you the extra, but his shit's taken care of. And I, and in the conversation, it wasn't like a, oh no, I'm never going to give it to you. It's like you gotta wait till I get paid, baby. You asking on the off week paycheck, and as as a nigga who understands like the off week of the paycheck, she can get a little dicey at certain points. You be like, look, can you hold me? Can I? I get, I got you next Friday. And so, or how about this? If you have $5 expectations from a $100 nigga, and why are you... You can, well, leave, you like, can, you leave, can leave me alone. alone. You can literally just leave him alone. Like, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that the gifts and trips and the things that niggas with money do isn't, like, appreciated or nice. But if you have this expectation he's supposed to do it, I don't know. I, I, let me not I'll, I'll put it like this. And we because can wrap- I don't want to go on a tangent, but no, like no, I'll, I'll put it like this, and we can wrap. I up hate up. when I have to agree with men. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate when y'all be really like because when a nigga be like a bitch was begging, I'd be like, oh, she must have asked for something you couldn't do. But then when you put it into context like this, it makes me. I don't like how much sense that makes. Because here's the thing: like, it's there's a difference between if you ask me for something and I can't do it. That's one thing. But if you clearly have some intrinsic expectations of me doing something that you didn't share with me, that's another thing. And so it's also about it's about the narrative here. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's been, there's been times where, you know, like... I pray to God Kiddo never runs into a bitch like that. He will. He absolutely will. He ab- <laughs> the, the law of averages says that he will because we've all ran into a, a woman like that. I've ran into a woman like that. You know her, but like it's just what? Come on, man. We've all ran into people like that. You feel what I'm saying? And like, it's all about, and that's part of the. Re- I, it's part of the reason that I think some men get upset. And and mind you, taking care of your girl isn't being a simp. Like to, doing for your woman is not being a simp. But there are certain simp activities where it's like you only you lead it with your wallet because you can't get no play no other no other way, and you're just and you're not really standing up for yourself and you letting shorty run run you, and now she thinks you can do that with everybody. The same. So whenever a nigga comes at you with the most audacious, wild ass shit, understand that the somebody before him let that slide. You feel what I'm saying? The same shit apply. Like sometimes, like I don't necessarily, I get mad at the shorties who do that shit, but I also get mad at the niggas that they was fucking with prior to who let that shit slide. Because now she thinks this is normal, and then she run into a nigga like me, and I'm like, absolutely fucking not. I mean, hear me out. 
especially if there's a lot of niggas that have come before you. She gonna think this shit is normal. And to her, at that level, it is. With those kind of niggas, it is. You just might not be that kind of guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. And and, 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 and yeah, that was a joke. But listen, I ain't got no beef with I ain't got no beef with none of the shorties that we weren't right for. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 just we had different expectations, we had different standards, and you know, the game is a game. I ain't got no beef with nobody. It's just like when a certain and, and, and part of the digital begging thing that I want to get back to is like it's very manipulative because you paint it as you're entitled to this man's money, and if he don't give you what you're entitled to, he's clearly a broke ass bum ass nigga. But that that thing doesn't dictate the fact that you're not entitled to a goddamn thing, like at all. And secondly, how was he the broke ass nigga when you the one that are asking for money? It'd be one thing if a nigga was asking you for bread. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? We could talk about if a nigga asking you for bread. Like I, I learned. I learned that, um, I guess, because women had to put me on game because somebody said, like, I asked what this nigga was doing, and he said, sad, so should I just stop texting him now? I was like, wait, what, why? And apparently that's apparently that's a sign of, like, the nigga getting ready to ask you for some bread. I ain't, I ain't never, know, like, people had to put me on game on that. I'm like, I ain't know that, that that was a code. Oh, yeah, niggas be asking me for bread. And I was like, I've had a, a couple niggas ask me for some money. And, and, now, and here's he, the thing. Here's the thing. This is how you know if I fuck with you or not. Like this is a good a good litmus test for the hierarchy you have in my life. Because if I love you for for tricking is is second nature. If I'm very like mm, mm, stingy with you, there's somewhere along the lines where you've got it fucked up with me. You haven't because built that I, level of you haven't built a, a whatever level of. I'm a huge trick. My friends rapport. know that. You haven't built whatever level of rapport necessary to ask, to ask what you're asking for, and and a nigga like me. I've, I can't speak for everybody else, but I can speak for me. It's, there's never been a day in my life where I've asked any woman for money. Ever. And you know this. When I was unemployed and broke, I ain't asked nobody for shit. People looked out because they fuck with me, they love me, they can't take care of me. I ain't asked no one for shit. And I'm not doing this to like brag or to boast. It's just my mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it was, it never crossed my mind to like ask, like beloved, ask you, ask any of my friends for money. It never crossed my mind. Like I, that, that did, it did not compute to me. So I can't necessarily speak from, a, 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 from, from, a, from these niggas who are just, who are like, okay, just asking for money. But, now, but, you know, and I'm not saying that's a shame, nobody. That's just, that's not, just me. But if you know, but here's the thing. Because there are certain circumstances and situations you get into as my friend, sure. That's like, where, what? Here. It's not here. As a man, I do expect you to run me my money. Because it ain't, this ain't that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we're not, if my, my man, like the man that I'm dating does not necessarily have to pay me back. Certain things are reciprocal. But that's a discussion for like how y'all flow or how you do things. But like how y'all choose to do things. In my partnership, in my relationship, I'm if I ask for it back, sure. If I don't, don't worry about it. But like in my male friendships, not that you can't come to me, but yeah, what's the game plan? Because as your friend, it's a boundary. Like I don't expect niggas to just 
no, that's that's it's a boundary. You give niggas they shit back. I feel it, and I, I'm also I'm also of a, of you know what I'm saying. I I I do believe that if you, it also it also depends on how you ask, right? If hey, let me borrow, borrow means you return. Like let me borrow some money. Let me borrow twenty dollars. Let me you know that means you return that. If, I think if that you money if you have conversations work like this, but Just if, stick if, to if, whatever agreements you have. And also, but uh, I don't see. I don't ever lend no money that I that I'll be mad if I don't get back. That's just me because I understand that, like you know, shit happens. Whatever the case may be. But also, as Shit, the, you as, come from a very small family, you come from a very small family. Because woo, baby, let me tell you, in my in my large ass family, it. I mean, we. I, my family is extremely unorthodox. If you've been around this, you know, <laughs> but. So I think that that conversation is a little different, but I also look at it like this, and um, I don't mean to cut you off, but like you're fine. I don't ask, I don't lend out money I, that that I need back, but it's also more so if it's a if you're proposing it, if you're proposing it as a loan, and if you don't pay me, that's fine. That's the last money you'll ever get from me, though. You feel no, what I'm saying? What I'm saying that for family, you've. I'm gonna be honest. For family, I've absolutely given my last. I've given like the last little bit I can spare, and so payday like you for family you absolutely sometimes depending upon the circumstances this might involve kids you know what i mean like the ripple effects of that sometimes is like all right i think i'll be all right i just gotta you know switch some shit around handle some shit a little differently between now and then but like because sometimes family will make you do that but when it comes to your money and your stability you play that exactly as you choose to i can't i can't tell nobody any different but Depending upon the nature of your relationship and what the agreement is between you and that other person, just honor that shit. You won't have any issues. Money breaks up way too many relationships and way too many partnerships. Like, just money. Listen, listen. Most wars have been started over money or woman. I still stand by this and I regret it every time I say it. Hell no, no, Troy had to be a bad bitch because ain't no fucking way. Or Agamemnon was just fucking arrogant. One of the two. He couldn't stand the fact that that little boy had his bitch. You know, it it, it it was a mix with three thousand. You know what I'm saying? She had, you know, what I'm saying, you know, because she was she was strong, so you could, she you know she had she had the risk game on what I'm <laughs> screaming and hollering. Anyway, <laughs> I am ready to get. I am ready to give praise to my queen. Is it time? May I? Yes, you may. Okay. September fourth is Beyonce's fortieth birthday. And I am fucking geeked for her. My queen is 40. So, in honor of our queen. She should have her party at the 4040 Club. That would be... Uh, it was a joke. Okay, a bottom pump. He's got funnies. Anyway. Um, I got a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Off the dribble, Calvin. And we can go back and forth if you want to. Because I know you're going to need some time to think. What are your top five Beyonce songs? Top five Beyonce songs. I'm going to go, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it first, you know what I'm saying, real quick off the rip. So that way, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, we're we going to do the shit live. So top five Beyonce songs is uh, Kitty Cat. Okay. We see where your head is at. Um, be, with, be With You. That's a banger. Uh, we're going to do Love Drought. You know what? We might have that one in common. Um, 
We are also going to do um, one plus one. Aw. And you know the, the black man favorite, oh me, me myself, and I. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say it. I knew it was gonna piss me off. <laughs> I had to get you. I had to piss you oh off of one. We, had, you, you, we were having too much synchronicity over the last couple of minutes, man. I had to, I had to figure to fix that out. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I like. I just feel like, yeah. My uh, my favorite Beyonce song is "I Care." It's an underrated. Like y'all under. I care is so underrated and truly I don't think y'all understand I care is the equivalent to screaming in my car I don't don't let me be have a day don't let me be having a fucking day because I am blasting it and that's probably the only song I'm gonna listen to the entire ride home because that is the closest thing I can get to screaming and no I can't hit none of those notes but if you literally I don't know I've gone into like a YouTube rabbit hole of breaking down the like the vocals and all the layering and all the, the sound that went into and the engineering that went into I Care. Y'all need to give this record a lot more respect. Like what? I like I Care is up there. Okay, um, so I Care is one. Dance for you. Okay. First of all. Do you do you like you like dance for you better than Rocket? I like Speechless over both. What about Science? <laughs> speechless, Speechless. That is actually third. My third favorite Beyonce song is Speechless. First of all, that was on her first album. Her first album had Luther Vandross on it. Y'all were not fucking with Beyonce. First of all, um, I have a couple honorable mentions. <laughs> one of them, one of my honorable mentions is Countdown. I forgot to put that on there. You know what? I'll give you that one. I will. I will. Um, I'm not gonna lie. On Beyonce's Forgotten album, and I know. I listen. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts to hold that um this song has on me but like halo <laughs> i'm ashamed i am ashamed aren't you embarrassed i'm a little embarrassed aren't you embarrassed i'm a little embarrassed because listen i'm just of course don't hurt yourself because i'm an aries <laughs> and of course and you know i'm ashamed of how many songs like love y'all is an honorable mention i can't put love y'all in like my top five because the fact that we didn't mention like flaws and all is up there like that, that's I, a that's a that's another honorable mention and also super shout out to neo for writing the fuck oh out of God. that song also okay so of course my my top five fifth beyonce song is duh resentment Duh, Beyonce. One of my favorite portion, like Beyonce's, like petty resentment moments. I wish she was attractive, and the bitch starts giving face and look. And man, Beyonce puts on a fucking show. One of the my favorite show I've seen both on the run tours. Now this tour, you can leave your husband at home. I'm pretty sure he needs to ice his knees or do whatever like billionaires do. I don't fucking know. But like you can leave that nigga at home. You can. You can. Which comes to my second Beyonce question. 
Actually, no, my, 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 actually, no, we'll get into my Beyonce hot take later, but Beyonce versus against who? No one. Well, she won't do it. She won't do it. And honestly, this, I know this is Beyonce's birthday, but there's a couple, there's one person in particular that I think could get her out of here. Who? Mariah. No. <laughs> I'm Listen. not saying vocally. I'm saying as okay. I'm, versus uh, versus battle is vocally. Let me be clear. Let me. Can we just keep it real? Mm-hmm. Beyonce can sing her fucking ass off. Absolutely. But if we talk about some singers, there are a couple of people who will give her a run for her money. I think her and Adele will never be share a stage. I think her and Jasmine Sullivan will never share a stage. Like let's be let's be transparent here. Just so in the way that Beyonce will never really share a stage with Adele or you know Jasmine, so in the same way that LeBron may not is probably not gonna go one on one with like one of these young new niggas, like yeah, because he has a Beyonce or LeBron has too much to lose and really nothing to gain from those sorts of scenarios. You right. see what I'm saying? Like, that does not take away from who Beyonce is and who like bro. What? Come on now. But I love. I stand. Like, I, I stand by my Mariah take, and I also think Mary J can give her a run for her money in the verses. Yes. Now, if we're talking about holistic entertainer, I don't know. I don't know who I could like. I don't know. Beyonce gives a fucking show. You know who also gives a show? Ariana Grande. Rihanna gives uh, a fucking show. Uh, what? Ariana Grande gives a show. Uh, 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 I'm not saying Beyonce, but I'm saying she gives a show. Rihanna, I sing Rihanna live. Rihanna does give a show. I think where Rihanna doesn't compare is vocally. Rihanna does yeah. give a show. Bro, I'm recording and this nigga is just slamming doors. Get get your get your son anyway, but um, your own kid. But no, I was so in the verses. I so I put like this in the verses. I think Beyonce gets Rihanna the fuck out of here. I think I think she gets everybody the fuck out of here. I think she gets Jay Z the fuck out of here. I think Mariah. Me to my take. I think Mariah and uh, and Mary Uh go ahead and you know I'm saying you walked right into that one. I'm gonna say this. And it's probably mutual, but it, it still doesn't make my statement false. So I'm going to say that before you can. I think Beyonce is the best thing that ever happened to Jay-Z. No, no real argument from me because they're the best thing that happened to each other. Yes, exactly. So I'm glad we didn't have to argue about that. I was prepared. I had no, because here's the thing, because like you, you, you have to understand, like. I am a card-carrying member of the Sean Corey Carter fan club. I'm not an idiot. I I can recognize that Jay-Z doesn't become more talented because he's with Beyonce. I think that, when, and honestly, when they got together, and we could talk about how they got together in a different era, in a different time, because, you know, there's, you know, we know, we know. But, when they got together, Jay-Z was a bigger star. Because Beyonce was just coming out of that Destiny's Child you know, era. And Jay-Z was Jay-Z. But also, in 
things change. And Beyonce, Jay-Z didn't necessarily get smaller, but Beyonce became the biggest pop star in the world. I agree. So so that's why it's, it's very much a mutual thing. And like, I, I fuck you for saying that first because you knew what I was going to say. <laughs> you, you asshole. But yeah, because Beyonce was absolutely ben- benefited from being with Jay-Z in the beginning of her career. Absolutely. Her first single had Jay-Z on it. Like, you feel what I'm saying? But as Jay-Z, Jay-Z didn't fall off the way most rappers who are his age because of Beyonce. Beyonce helped him in the latter stages of his of his career, just like Jay-Z helped her in the beginning of the stages of her solo career. Mutually beneficial for both parties. I, you know what? I'm so glad that we didn't have to argue. I don't argue with you for sport. I argue with you when you're wrong. And if you're right, you're right. <laughs> I'll give you that. I will give you that. Um, besides the artists that have opened up for Beyonce, who's opening up for Beyonce today? Give me the artists that have opened up for her. Because I don't well, know the full list. I don't either, but I know DJ Khaled and, and um, her protégés. Oh, because, yeah, Chloe and Haley would definitely open up for Beyonce again. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, like, besides, who, would, like, who would open up for the girls? Because I didn't see DJ Khaled opening up for Beyonce. Well, I did because you need you need somebody to kind of get the energy hype going on. And also with DJ Khaled comes special performances. So it's like you get you may get Buster Rhymes one night, Rick Ross another night. You may get you know, T-Pain and other night. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's, you know, that's why. So, DJ and artists. So, I think DJ-wise, um, I could see a Calvin Harris opening for DJ-wise. I could also see... Um, Didn't that nigga have allegations? Calvin Harris? If he does, I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't know. And I don't want to just, you know, <laughs> I don't think he does, but I, I don't know. Um, if not, if not him, I could see a Metro Boomin opening for her as far as like a DJ, a DJ set. Um, as far as opening acts, I can see two. I can see, I can see Beyonce having Flo and Millie open up for her. Actually, hell yeah, I can see that. I can, see, <laughs> I can absolutely see that. Actually, it's, it's three. Flo, Millie, Megan. Megan would definitely open for Beyonce. That's well, a wild take. That's a wild not, take. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Megan is doing Beyonce numbers. I'm saying that Megan could do it by herself. Well, here's the thing. I don't I, I'm not this is not no shade to Megan. Not no shade to Megan at all. I think that Megan, I think if Beyonce hit Megan to sign up right now and said, I want you to open for me on my tour, Meg would absolutely jump at the opportunity. I think they would have to share a ticket or something. No, no absolutely not. I mean, I don't think an opening act. Like, I think not that think, Beyonce is doing anybody's fucking festival, but like that's the only way that would make sense. It, it, I, I listen for me. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if you think Meg is bigger than than where she is, but I think no. Meg. I put it like I. I think, I think Meg Megan can, can carry a tour. I don't think Meg can carry a stadium tour. You gotta say like I'm. Meg cannot carry no stadium tour. And I'm not, don't make me disrespect Megan because I love Megan. Don't make me do that. Meg cannot, Beyonce sells out NFL stadiums. 
You think Megan is selling out NFL stadiums? I think that we should wait and see. Because I think she can. I think she will. Not not, not in 2021. Well, I'm not talking Y'all think Beyonce five de- Listen, I do not think Beyonce Giselle Carter knows is getting... Y'all know what I meant. Is getting her ass, going her ass on tour while this little variant doing what the fuck is doing. I think that that is a figment in our high vast imagination. Well, well even she- even so so even all right. Look, twenty twenty two, right? Because that's when all the big artists are really going on tour. Twenty twenty two, Beyonce is selling out stadiums. Meg the Stallion is not selling out NFL stadiums. I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, like I don't, I don't like because you know what I'm saying. Like and and I understand her her profile has grown. Since the last time she came to Cincinnati, so I'm not, I'm not trying to, not downing. This is, I think this is a be a great opportunity for Megan. So, my last Beyonce question until next week, because then I'm gonna do my real standum. I get a part two. Um, Girl, okay. The, the day Beyonce retires, who do you think will be like the new supreme? I don't think it will happen the day that she. Re- I don't think we're not going to know the day she retires. I think it's going to be similar to how. Knock on wood. I'm not saying I'm not. You know, it's gonna be similar to how when Biggie and, and Pac died. There was a vacuum for a minute, and then it took it took like six to eight months to figure out who was gonna step up and fill that role, and it turned out to be Jay Z. So I don't think it's going to be immediate. I don't think it's gonna be like. And also, Beyonce not don't, not, don't look like the type is gonna tell us that she retired. She's just gonna I think she's her, gonna sit down. She just got the last album and just gonna and just sit the fuck down and then let y'all figure out. Oh, she's not making any more music. Um, but whoever I think next up, um, I, I'll give you two. One, Chloe Bailey. I think I think I think by the time Beyonce retires, I think she'll be ready to really stand in her like shit as like the heir apparent. Um, how? Let me let me look up let me look up how much did Doja Cat sell last week last last first week because that's going that's going to determine my answer because I don't want Doja Cat to be the next one because I just I I just don't but what? I can't I, I I don't you know I don't fuck with her you know I don't fuck with her bro Calvin I've heard you get on this podcast in the, in a lot of shit but Doja Cat is where you draw the line. Yes, she was in Rachel chat room showing feet, nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. We all have it. Listen, she was in Rachel chat room showing feet, and then been 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 premiered a song saying niggas ain't shit in front of a bunch of white incels, and then have the nerve to release it on the album. Yeah, I'm not fucking with her. But here's the thing: why you don't know I'm not fucking with her? Because when I'm not fucking with somebody, I don't need to announce it. I just don't. I just I don't fuck with her in silence. You can fuck with her. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you. I just don't need to fuck with her. I just I just don't. Oh, that's my I, queen. I, you know what I'm saying? But, here, but the difference between me and a lot of these niggas, I ain't need to enough that I'm not fucking with her. I just let y'all enjoy y'all shit, and I don't listen to it, and I don't make a big deal about me not listening to it. Now, but, this is the first time you've done that. Shut up. Because you will get on this podcast and go on a 30-minute rant about how what ain't it. Stop. And guess what? Niggas got on my ass, and so look, I didn't need to feel like I need to announce to y'all about my fucking with Doja Cat, because I'm trying to let people enjoy shit. Because niggas, niggas always complain about other oh, niggas. Eh, so I, so I, uh, excuse me for trying something different. God damn. Anyway, back oh my to my God, fucking Kevin, point. Shut up. Back to my fucking point. So well, for, y'all, for me to say this, that was dramatic. <laughs> nigga, I don't even know if that's a pot calling the kettle black. I, that might be just that might be the mirror calling the mirror glass. Anyway. Uh, Chloe Bailey won. 
Um, who's up next? Um, uh, shit. Who would? Who? What's the new R and B Ariana. Ariana's gonna be up there. I don't I'm think. Sorry. I don't think Ariana's going nowhere. I think. You started it, breaking up, bro. I can't hear you. You can hear me now. Chloe's one. Ariana gonna be up there too. Ariana might be the new Supreme after Beyonce retires. To be to be frank, you know what? I could see Ariana Grande as the new Supreme. I could. To be frank, um, and okay, shit. so real quick. Yeah, go ahead, girl. Sorry, um, I love my queen. We'll talk about her. I get to get into it next week. I'm excited. Anyway, um, before we get up out of here, before we talk y'all motherfucking brains off, um. Prayers for Louisiana and Hurricane Ida and the damage and the devastation that's going down there is heartbreaking. If you know a way that's on a boots on the ground effort in Louisiana, please pass it our way. Um, I, I who because. I mean, again, we're part of the generation who has, like, we've seen a lot of natural disasters. And we were part of the generation who saw the devastation of Hurricane Katrina. Like, the documentary, When the Levees Broke. Listen, I still think that shit was like, an inside job. I'm sorry? I still think... I'm having a hard time hearing you. Okay. Well, I still, well, I still think that Katrina was partly an inside job. Um, I'm not talking about the hurricane itself. I like, and I mean, and you're, I see the conspiracy theory there, right? Like, and I'm not trying to be that guy or to downplay your thought or how you feel about it, but I don't want to get into the corruption part of it. We know we're talking about devastation. We're talking about devastation. Yeah, I'm talking the devastation. We know how fucked up this country is, and it would rather watch black, black and brown bodies drop dead before it sends them any kind of aid or humanity. We know, exa- we know, we know. You know what I'm saying? I I hate when we get off on that kind of tangent. I hate when we get off on that kind of tangent because it takes away from the people who probably like dog live that shit. We got a lot of people with some family down there. I mean, Louisiana is one of the two or three black spots where a lot of black families migrated from. Right. So, er like, everybody black has some ties to somebody in Louisiana. Absolutely. So, and it's like, damn. As, as, like you said, when America gets a cold, we catch cancer. Black folks catch cancer. And it's one of those situations where, yes, everybody is completely impacted. But I cannot think about the displacement of, once again, millions of black people. I can't think about the fact that we encourage y'all to, to evacuate, evacuate, evacuate as if tomorrow's not the fucking first. I mean, today's the first of the month. Uh, you know what c- I mean? Hold, let me let me let me touch on that a little bit, because I think I, I know for myself that I was a little ignorant at certain points. And so I think people don't really understand that, like, evacuation is a privilege. It's an absolute privilege. And evacuate n- and go where? Because because that's what that's what I'm saying. Not only do you have to have somewhere where you can stay or be able to afford a hotel at least 300 miles away from where you are, you also have to have reliable transportation to get there. And I, listen, I know a lot of niggas in Cincinnati and Columbus and Cleveland who don't trust a car to get 300 miles. So mm-hmm. for ad, to ask people to drive 300 miles 
in, in, in the worst traffic you can imagine. So that turns a six hour drive to a 12 hour drive. And, and also uh, with global warming, these storms are forming and becoming dangerous within, within like 72 hours. Like imagine me coming to your door and telling you got to move, you got to head six hours away right now. Like fuck, fuck what you're planning. Like I need you to grab a bag and go. With everybody everything can't... that you love and everything that you claim is important. That you know what I mean. And for all of us, it is a privilege to have what we have. And it's one of those things where it's like, damn, if I had to get up right now and say fuck this, grab every possession, important possession in my life and pray I have something to come home to. And for a lot of people, they're not coming home. They have the clothes on their back and whatever the fuck their bank account says. And whatever the fuck they can fit in their car. Uh, and, and then go somewhere else. you've never been before and, and start over. Because there there is no home to come home to. And the nightmare, that paperwork and insurance, that is a living nightmare. And also, that, that, these that, insurance, these insurance companies have people on their payrolls who their entire job is to figure out loopholes so they ain't got to pay you shit. Because the insurance company don't make money off of paying you niggas, so there's a lot of there's a lot of privilege that I think we have to check when it comes to like, well, why did these people stay? Why didn't they just leave? You think they they ain't stay because they want to? They stay because they had to. A lot of and a lot of these people don't even have jobs. I'm pretty sure if you said. Baby, if you said, Alex, you and everything that you love got to get up and go right, right now. And I would have to think about all the factors that are impacted by me getting up and leaving and not knowing if I'm coming home and what I actually need to take and legal documents and identities and everything just lost, gone, never to be seen again. Entire. Think about what your home is. Your home is your entire life. Everything I love and possess for the most part is inside of my house. You protect, think about which, how much you do to protect your home and then to be told you have to leave with the uncertainty of never being able to come home. And when you do come home, is it going to be the exact same? Is it going to be exactly how you left it? That's a blessing and a privilege to know that when you leave your house and come back, all your shit is exactly where you had it. That is a privilege. And I think far too often we take it for granted how the safety that we have in that, knowing that ain't nobody touching my shit. Listen, every every time I come home, and I'm listen, I'm paranoid to the point where you've seen this. I'm I'll double check, make sure I'm my door locked before I leave. And I, every time I come home, I'm still like, man, I hold everything where I left it. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a privilege. So you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that we say prayers for everyone affected by Hurricane Ida. You know what I'm saying? Be like climate change. I don't want to get on my soapbox. Climate change is real as fuck because these hurricanes are becoming worse and worse every year. They're becoming they're happening faster and faster every year. And like and the fucked up thing is is that the places that these hurricanes are affecting the most are also the places where a lot of these oil pipelines are headquartered. So it's you know what I'm saying? So I just prayers prayers for everyone affected in Louisiana, not just New Orleans, but like the little towns that we ain't heard of that been that have been wiped off a map because of everything. Like niggas ain't gonna have power there for weeks. Do you understand me? Weeks weeks of no running water, no power, like that shit, like prayers for everybody involved, man, like, and like, and like you said, Alex, like, hey, if you know some boots on the ground, I'm not talking no Red Cross, I'm not talking no, if you know some, if you know some real niggas out there on the ground who are trying to do, do what they need to do to help these people, let us know so we can, so we can do what we need to do to amplify that message. Right. I just, 
Ooh, natural disasters because I used to live in North Carolina. I've survived three hurricanes and a tornado living in North Carolina. That is some scary shit. You, it like, feels it feels powerless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, bro, I just have to sit here and pray and pray and pray that nothing happens and pray and pray and pray that, like, the roof is not going to blow off and I'm not going to get snatched up in this shit. Like, the rain, like, the, if you've ever been caught in a hurricane, it is the heaviest rain of your life. Like, yeah, you really do feel like your shit is going to uproot and carry your ass away. Like, it is, I've seen trees fall. I've had electricity knocked out. I know what, it, like, I know what that devastation is. We, we need to got a, yeah, we, like, I remember, I remember the tor- for tornadoes that affected Dayton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, if you're you in a situation where, like, you, you're powerless, you literally can't, you could do it all for preparation you can, but if, 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 a, if a natural disaster decides that it's going to go over your house, you are fucked. Fucked. You know what I'm saying? We've had some things hit close to home, like you said, the tornado that hit Dayton. Or a couple years ago, y'all remember that big ass windstorm we had? It you know what I'm like, saying? Yeah, like year, like I was in, yeah, I was in high school when that happened. Like it was like the remnant. It, it, it was it was the remnants of Hurricane Ike, and because Hurricane Ike came through Louisiana, and then Think the about rem- all this rain we've been having for the past two days. That's from a hurricane all the way in Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 yeah, real. the remnants of it came through, and like literally, like we made shirts. Because I was in high school, we made sure that I survived Ike, and we survived, and it was the remnants of it that fucked up our shit. Where I had to, I had to go, I had to go to Taco Bell because that's where I worked. I had to go to Taco Bell because that was a place that had power to be able to do my homework and, and be able to charge my phone because my house didn't have power for like a week. Yeah, natural disasters. If we've, if you've ever had to live through one, that is some shit. So for real, when you think about these people and the people that stayed and the people don't make no difference. Humanity is humanity and devastation is devastation. They ain't stayed because they wanted to, nigga. They stayed because they had to. And now is not the time to start being divisive like that. If you can and where you can, help. And even if helping is you're sending a positive thought and some prayers. I'm pretty sure people need to feel that too. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Now is not the time to be divisive. Now really not. Like I like I truly hate how I, I hate how tragedy brings people together, especially for black and brown. Like we need us, especially we need us more, more than ever because we know how the government finna act. We know. Absolutely. Not give a flying fuck. And uh, you know what? One more thing before we get out of here. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, man. You know what I'm saying? Prayers to every woman in Texas. Yeah. Who oh um um, you, in the middle of the night, the Supreme Court didn't do something. So, so, so the middle of the night, um, Texas, you know, Governor Hot Wheels um, signed a bill, a heartbeat bill, where not only do you, um, you know what I'm saying, you're not allowed to have an abortion once a heartbeat is detected, which could be as early as six weeks, which is before most women are pregnant. Y'all know this. But also, it gives power to like people to snitch on people trying to get you know find ways to circumvent the system. To they can they can sue even the Uber drivers that take you to the, to these other places for up to ten racks. Um, and so the ACLU um, asked the Supreme Court to do something to block the injunction. To, you know, put an injunction in, block it from going in place, and because it was scheduled to go in place on September fir- on September first. 12 a.m. Central Standard Time, 1, 1 a.m. Eastern. The Supreme Court chose to not do anything about it. And so now this is, now this precedent has gone into place where you can, you know what I'm saying, 
ban, you know, what I'm saying ban abortions uh, six weeks out, and not only ban abortions, but also ban sue people who are trying to, you know, access safe abortions in other states or trying to do other ways to circumvent the system. And one thing that this was a this was a, a thread. So I'm not going to take credit for this, but this was something that really resonated with me, and I think it resonates with you, like. People want to get caught up in this abortion as like a morality play. It's a healthcare play. You feel what I'm saying? Right. It's like, imagine if, so maybe if we stop thinking about it as far as abortions, imagine if I had a toothache, right? I had a tooth that's like fucking with me. And I was told, look, we can extract your tooth out right now for $100. Or we can wait and you, you still have your, all your pain and we just let it get to a full root canal, and you got to pay a rat. You got to pay a thousand dollars. Right. I'm gonna pick the hundred thousand. I'm gonna pick the hundred dollar option. But then we say, then we make a nigga instead of getting just going ahead and getting the tooth extracted. No, you tell me to wait two days while you give me all these pamphlets on why I should really consider the tooth feelings and all of this, and and, and wait the and waiting to and pay a thousand dollars to get a root canal. Or you tell me that hey, the only person who can do the tooth extraction lives two hundred miles away from you, and we're not gonna and we're not gonna let you go there. Or we say, eh, I know you're too first now, but it's really too early for you to get your tooth extracted. We should wait a couple more weeks to see if you really want your tooth extracted. And then then you tell me, oh, well, your tooth been in pain for six weeks now, so so now you gotta kind of let the whole root canal thing happen to pay the thousand dollars. Like it's a healthcare issue. We we are we are preventing millions of women from acting basic. Healthcare. Like, it's not none of our fucking opinions. It's not none of our fucking business on why any woman chooses to get an abortion. That's their business, their body. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like it's the fact that we're the fact that these same motherfuckers who refuse to put in any COVID restrictions and or argue against mask mandates be the same motherfuckers who try to dictate whether a woman can get an abortion or not is wild to me. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. I don't have anything to add because it gets this gets me very emotional. Because it's, 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 we know what it is at its core. We know it's evil. This is evil. And it's more constraints on women and more things that people who ain't got no business making no fucking decisions have to say. I I just, mm, never mind. I don't want to get angry. I want to leave us on a positive note. My positive note of the week is sometimes. Shaking your ass is liberation. Go shake your ass this weekend. It's a long weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it. Kick back. Rome wasn't built in a day. Them niggas took a break too. And I heard Roman parties slapped. There's a lot of gay shit going on, but I heard it was Oh, they were, they, they were some absolute horse. Yeah. So, niggas, like, enjoy yourselves this weekend responsibly. I'll, right. I'll get one more um, positive note. It's okay to not rush into things. It's okay to take your time. It is September 1st. And you motherfuckers are out here drinking pumpkin spice lattes and talking about spooky Halloween. You can't wait for fall. It is September 1st. This don't feel positive. This it, this is positive because I think oftentimes we are so focused on what's next, but we fail to enjoy what's now. 
this is a this is a symptom of that. And I really want us to be able to take our time and enjoy what's now instead of always having to worry about what's next. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the last gasp of summer. Enjoy the 80 degree weather. Enjoy whatever you enjoy about summer while it's still here instead of looking forward to, oh my God, I can't wait for fall. I can't wait for pumpkin spice lattes and hoodie season because enjoy it while you have it. Enjoy it while it's here. And then when it's no longer here, then enjoy what is coming up next. That is my positive note. See how you, you see how I twisted it to make it sound better? Sure, we'll take it. We'll take it. But no, it's your girl, Ali Nicole. It's your boy C Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Yeah. I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Let mama play a defense. Two seconds on the clock.